Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, an evolved perspective on life with dogs. Well, it's all Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Excellent to be here today, as always. Uh, I want to send a shout-out to St. John Creamery Raw Goat Milk. Such an easy way to add some great nutrition into your dog's food, regardless of what your dog eats. Just pour a little bit on there. You're getting probiotics and enzymes, which helps with digestion, which helps with immune function, etc., if you live in Western Washington, check out St. John Creamery. And if you live elsewhere, then look and see if you can get raw goat milk at your small independent pet store. And I know some companies even offer it in a powder form if you can't get it fresh. Not the easiest thing to find raw milk, uh, but it's got a lot of life in it. So love giving that to our dogs. So I have a uh, guest in the booth with me today. Always, always a treat. Um, a sort of former client who is really good at keeping me posted with stuff, which I love. And it's been um, several years now, Lori, right? Since yeah. we first met when you first moved to Seattle. 2014. 2014 mm -hmm. with your dog, Maddie. Mm -hmm. And you were in sort of wanting t some guidance and uh, negotiating, integrating her with two now, was it two other dogs at the time, right? And they're, yeah, they're still there. Okay. A French Bulldog and a Skipper Key. Yeah. So, um, and then we've met just a, a few times over the years just to kind of answer some questions for you or give you guys some tips. And, uh, and like I said, you've been giving me, keeping me posted mm -hmm. on stuff. And there was um, one, Maddie uh, is a, now is she a cattle dog mix? The the shelter said she was a shepherd lab. She is a shepherd lab blue healer mix. Yeah, cattle dog mm -hmm. blue healer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's definitely the first breed that comes to my mind when I see her is cattle dog, mm -hmm. also known as a blue healer or red healer. Um, so herding breed, very smart, very very smart. Lots of attitude, mm -hmm. you know. Lots going on. Um. So anyway, we're going to talk about Maddie. Um, really, the nose work, uh, her response to nose work, which is what is is a, a moment in in my work with clients that is sort of burned into my memory uh, because I will never forget the look on her face. And um, we'll talk more about that. And then you kind of some other things that maybe you have questions about sure. or that we could talk about as well. I did want to, though... Um, Start with a couple things and talk about my week last week with our cattle dog, Telly. Um, it is her birthday today, actually. She's 11. Happy birthday, Telly. Um, and then also just say I've started working. I don't know if you've seen Lori on Facebook about, um, so you know that I'm involved with the Vashon Sheepdog Trials. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with that? I, you a guys, little bit. Have you been to that event? I'm not. You guys should check it out. So this this year it's June seventh through tenth on Vashon Island, uh, sheep herding trial, border collies and kelpies, um, a specific type of herding, uh, amazing event. I mean, over I've done shows about it over the years. Last summer we brought Temple Grandin out for oh. the event. I spent two days with her, filmed most of my time with her. 
That sounds amazing. And I've just started working with the footage to see what there is to create out of it. I was thinking maybe doing like a documentary type thing, like one piece. But now I'm thinking actually there's um, more like multiple shorter kind of like uh, episodes almost. But I just started kind of working with all that footage and um, reliving the time with her and and that event and oh my gosh it was just amazing so keep your eyes out uh i'll be certainly talking about it on the show we're going to be probably you know hopefully everything takes longer than you think huh but uh my hope is that we have this you know rolling out in the next few months um so definitely keep up with that and if you are not a fan of the dog show with julie forbes on facebook definitely check us out there too because that's a good way to keep tabs on uh, what we've got going on. Uh, so that's exciting. And um, so our dog, Telly, went to the ER last week, and um, we didn't know what was wrong with her. She was got real lethargic, and uh, for a couple days we were like, oh, I think she's she laying low a little bit. Yeah, I think so, but, you know, she's getting older. She's got arthritis. Um We've started, you know, doing more treatment for her arthritis and like, oh, she's slowing down. And then she really, uh, really went from sort of ah, laying low a little bit, but otherwise normal to really laying low. You know, it's like, ooh, you're lethargic. What's going on? Um, but she she didn't eat breakfast. Then she ate dinner. So I was like, OK, she ate dinner. That's cool. And, you know, you know, that's like space where you're like, do we need to go to the vet or mm-hmm. not? Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's such a hard space to be in because you're like, I don't want to go unnecessarily, but you don't want to wait. You don't want to not go if they need to. And right. they're not telling you what's what hurts. So you have to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, oh, God, it's a hard space to be. in. I think anybody who's lived with dogs knows probably or has probably been there before. So the next day she didn't eat. Uh, I think it was that night we went, did go into the vet, um, to our regular vet, and then to the emergency vet. And, and you know, at this point hadn't eaten. Oh, maybe it was the next day, actually, because she hadn't eaten for a few days mm. and wasn't pooping. Mm. Turns out she had a 105-degree fever. Uh, normal range for dogs is like, uh, you know, 102, maybe 105. I'm sorry, uh, 102.5 maybe could be considered normal still maybe but that's getting a little high but 105 degree is you know high fever oh what's wrong you know diagnostics ultrasounds x-rays blood work da, 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 da. anyway she had an infection in her leg that we think she got from injections that she was getting for arthritis mm. is either that or a puncture wound but we don't have any uh, knowledge to think that she would have gotten bit by another dog. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, scary, really scary. scary. And one of the things that I just wanted, like what I learned is um, it's one of those things too, where you're like something will cross your mind and you're like, Oh, in her case, oh, I should take her temperature. Oh, did I feel that? Did she just feel a little hot? Cause sometimes I think the dog's mouth feels hot and, it's, they're fine, you know, mm-hmm. and and I should have taken her temperature sooner. 
like at home. I could have done that at home. I could have done that a day earlier, maybe gotten her in sooner. That's one of those things that I'm, you're always kind of kicking yourself afterwards. Oh, I wish I had done this or whatever, but it's hard when you're in it to know. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to say, take the dog's temperature if you're in question, if they're super lethargic, blah, 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 and check for a fever because I didn't do that. You know, she got in soon enough and was able to recover quickly, thank goodness. Um, but, it, you know, she was three nights in the hospital. IV fluids and antibiotics. I mean, it was scary, very scary and very expensive. So just a little tip there. Take your dog's temperature and you, you know, have to do it if in their bum. And uh, fortunately, she's good about that, but I should have done that sooner. So she's getting her follow-up ultrasound today to find out if she needs surgery, if there is a pocket of infection hopefully not and she's just good to go take your dog's temperature okay Lori. now let's talk about your little cattle dog mix (laughs) okay so maddie is seven years old yes and we first met when you moved to seattle Mm -hmm. and moved in with your partner Mm -hmm. yes and uh she has two dogs she had two dogs you had maddie Mm -hmm. and um now they're all female they are Bitches, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, there's a reason why the term comes from female <laughs> dog. You know, I say that with all the love in my heart. Um, but harder, some usually harder to negotiate. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're doing great, and that's awesome. They are. So we met. We met uh, the first time for that, and then a couple times since then. Um, I think it was maybe the last time we met when we did the nose work. Correct. Okay. So you guys came to our training studio, and Maddie. Maddie's edgy. You know, she's she's got a lot of energy. She, it, she's easily pent up. Mm-hmm. You know. She is. Right. And you're like, there. it's a, you know, you do a lot with her and especially with the nose work and stuff to really like just get that energy out of her because you notice a difference in her behavior, right? I've talked about this so many times over the years. Mental energy. Because when we think, I need to exercise my dog, we think, Physical exercise, mm-hmm. exercise, running, frisbee, blah, 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 walking, right. whatever. Of course, that is an important part of, of the, the puzzle, but there is this whole side mental. And especially for dogs like Maddie, um, who are very mentally sharp, they really need that, you know, something to do. Because if they're bored it, and they have to figure out what to do with that mental energy on their own, it's never desirable. No, it's trouble. And I exactly. I, I used to wear her out, putting that in quote marks, yeah. by doing frisbee. Yeah. In fact, I had a little routine where we'd do, I'd do 30 throws in the morning, 30 at night. And then in 2016, I ended up having to get uh, ACL surgery in both of her back legs. Yeah. So that's cut down on the frisbee like to pretty much zero. Mm-hmm. I don't do that with her anymore. Yeah. So anyway, I know you said mental versus physical Yeah. anyway, but that's also been a complication. Yeah. And, you know, good point that as dogs get older, mm-hmm. um, whether, you know, whether they've had a, had to have knee surgery or not or something like that, it does get harder to do the physical stuff mm-hmm. as they start to get older, mm-hmm. too, you know. So sh- you guys came in and, and she was, you know, she's. 
she's got an edge to her. And I think I remember, like, if I stood up to move around, she's, you know, at me, like, (laughs) what do you, you know, stay where you are, you know, typical herding breed, right? (laughs) You hold still. And, you know, it's like, okay, whatever. Um, I know what she's up, you know. That's just, I know I've met her and I know what she's doing and she's just telling me all about it and all this, but she just had that kind of sharpness to Mm -hmm. her, right? Okay. Then I showed you nose work, how to introduce it. And and I've done some shows on nose work in the past. So if you're listening and you um, haven't, you know, you're maybe... I mean, this is years ago. I've I've interviewed Miriam Rose, who's a professional scent detection trainer and handler, and also nose work instructor. Um, some great conversations with her, specifically about nose work, um, with a professional who teaches nose work. Which I'm not a, a nose work instructor, but I know how to introduce it, uh, and I end up sharing it with most of my clients because it's so great. And you are now um, and have been taking nose work classes locally. I have been with yes. a nose work instructor, which is great. So I remember, okay, you guys need some nose work. Mm-hmm. So here you go. This is how you do it. Showing you, you, you know, with Maddie. Okay, you know, putting the boxes down. And she goes and sniffs the tin. And good girl, good girl. And so we did this for a little bit. And the look on her face, it is really burned into my mind. Mm-hmm. I can remember how she looked. She, she, she went from so edgy at first toward me. And then just had this full face smile she did and her face was like smile like at me and relaxed and so happy Mm -hmm. like just joyful like that was the most fun oh my god yeah exactly that's what her face said Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and I was just like that is why I talk about nose work so much and mental stimulation Two in general, but nose work is probably my favorite, my number one way to do that mm-hmm. because it's engaging the dog's sense of smell. That's their primary sense. It's engaging the seeking part of the brain, which is a fundamental emotional center. It's so fulfilling for the dog. And all you need are three empty boxes and a minton, right? So mm-hmm. you don't have to go and buy agility equipment or have Not the space all. for that or, oh, she's too, but what about her knees? It's so accessible too. Mm-hmm. So you've been now taking nose work classes with her regularly for, that, that was a little while ago. Yeah, I've taken three actual classes through uh, a local organization, Dogs Day Out, and Eric yeah. Wells is the instructor. And then that was the end of the regular classes. I mean, it's probably seven weeks at a pop or so. Yep. And now I, she has nose work all over the city. Um, I'm in the South End, so I end up meeting on Wednesday evenings with Erica and probably about four or five other dog owners. And a couple of them um, are take their dogs to competitions. And I haven't gotten to that point yet. I, I don't know if I will or not. Mm-hmm. Um, too much time involved in that. But we spend time on Wednesday evenings, and she'll, she'll do hides, and we take turns bringing the dogs in. And, and it's just really fun it sounds so nerdy (laughs) but it's a really fun thing and Maddie loves it Mm -hmm. and so then um, I also practice with her at home so I was telling you earlier I lock the little dogs up and then I have uh, about six hides I'll do around the living room and kitchen dining room area and um, she just gets so relaxed afterwards I'll do Mm -hmm. about three or four rounds um, Mm -hmm. with it and uh, 
it's really fun. It just is, it's lovely to see her so engaged. Yeah. Um, so how have you noticed this have, like, so there's the, the, relaxa- the relaxation that you get right afterwards, mm-hmm. right? And I notice this even with our dogs. And I'm still kind of surprised, not surprised, but just like really impressed. Gosh, I just did 10 minutes of scent work with our dogs because mm-hmm. they were just like, we need to do something. And then afterwards, you can feel the difference in their energy. They're just like, oh, okay, cool. And then they're just chilling. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's another part to it. I mean, I'm close to Maddie and she's, I'm her person. So mm-hmm. she's, I'm probably the only person she doesn't bark incessantly at, even though I live with my partner and her son. Yeah. Um, but doing this nose work with her, it makes me feel closer to her. It yeah. feels like we've really partnered in something mm-hmm. and there's a whole new level of connection with her, which is really fun. Yeah. One of the best ways to bond with your dog, if not the best way, is to work with your dog, Mm -hmm. especially a working breed. Exactly. But dogs and people have been living together for 40,000 years. Nature of the relationship has really been working together. Mm -hmm. Job description depends on the breed. But really, because you're getting to know her. And this is also something um, in activity... Like you could also do like obedience training or something like that, mm-hmm. but but nose work the dog is in the lead. That was right? a point I wanted to say when we first started the classes. Erica emphasized the fact that it's not about the the owner or the human companion being in charge. Right, it's all about the dog being in charge. Right, and that's really fun. Yeah, I really like to balance um, obedience training when I'm you know talking to my clients. A, balancing obedience training with um, other types of training that aren't about establishing control. Mm -hmm. Because there's definitely value in having a healthy leadership dynamic with your dog. Um, Some dogs need it more than others for sure, but it's kind of similarly to, you know, like a parent-child dynamic where you, you do want the parent to be at the end of the day, the one viewed as the one in mm-hmm. charge, the one who sets limits, the one because you're responsible for her, right? She's your dependent. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and though you know, you know, it's nice to have stuff that you do together that mm-hmm. that is just for fun, where you don't have that control aspect to it. And and if anything, actually, in nose work, she's the one in the lead she- and doing her thing. She is, and it, I don't know. There's something really fascinating about watching her work. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm seeing her, you know, not as an equal, but as a, like you say, a, a partner in this whole thing. You're a team. I'm, I'm lear- Yes. Yeah. I'm learning so much about her mm-hmm. and how she processes. Well, in scent work, they are, they are doing what we can't do. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're at the airport, you don't see a person going around and <laughs> sniffing your bag. Right. They have a dog, mm-hmm. but we're really relying on the dog to do what we can't do. So mm-hmm. she really are observing her kind of being brilliant. Exactly. In a way that you can't. Right. And and it's your job really to learn how to listen to her. And, and when you get to the point where she's um, letting you know that she's found whatever, you know, the mm-hmm. hide, mm-hmm. you know, is, is she alerting me or, you know, right. how does she as an individual tell me that she's she's got it versus mm-hmm. maybe... Maybe she's close to it, you know. Exactly. So it's great. I think um, 
you know, you're you get to know how to read the dog in a way that maybe you didn't before. And they know they can feel that, too. Exactly. And the fun thing about Maddie is because she is so nose driven, like some of the containers, I have a little mini Altoids tin with a magnet on it. And, you know, I'll put it on something that's magnetized and I'll watch her sniffing it out but she doesn't get it by sight at all I mean because she she can be right next to it but until she gets the actual smell it's like she doesn't alert me at all Mm -hmm. so it's kind of fun to watch that yeah yeah have you noticed um an increase like a general effects like increased confidence or um any any like otherwise emotional benefit from from the work, because I've used nose work um, a lot, not just for the energy, the mental energy, like mm-hmm. here, here's a job because you need one. Mm-hmm. But also it's a great way to build confidence and, um, you know, teach dogs how to how to think and focus in a way that builds confidence. That's a really good question. I, I'm going to lean on saying yes. And I know when you first came to help us integrate our household, the thing about Maddie she is a little bit, you need to be over there, but she's also very timid. Yeah. Timid. Yeah. And so, yeah, she's always going to have that little edge to her. That's not ever going to go away. Mm-hmm. But I think she might be a little more confident. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have to keep an eye out for that. Yeah. But, um, you know, it stands to reason she's really good at something. And I'm engaging with her on that level and respecting her abilities. So it has to yeah. lend a little bit to mm-hmm. it. It feels good to do, it, it feels good to feel yourself being good at something. Exactly. And especially to do what you feel like you're meant to do. Mm-hmm. Not that it's only one thing, but, you know, I'm, I'm good at some things and not great at other things, right? Mm-hmm. And it, I, when I'm like, you know, I've just come out of a lesson and it was a, tr- a tricky one and I just, I felt like I really, oh, that was awesome. Like, I feel like right. they really, it really helped these this these people and their dog it, there's something really fulfilling about that mm-hmm. and i feel like certainly with maddie with the way that she was looking at me but in general for dogs since dogs sense of smell is their primary sense that there is a benefit to uh feeling like i i was i like i'm doing what i was like made to do mm-hmm. Literally, dogs were really made to use their sense of smell to find what they want, right. <laughs> what they're best at, and um, also to, like, be good at something. It's just there's so much there, not just the mental energy piece, which is huge, but there's so much emotional benefit to mm-hmm. it as well. And it's kind of interesting, well, amazing. Obviously, smell is a, is a big skill of theirs, but at, she's at this point now because with the nose work world, there's... I think five or six primary scents. Mm-hmm. It's anise and birch, and I forget the rest. They all kind of smell the same to me. <laughs> but so what she's sniffing out with these sessions are little pieces of um, cotton ball that have been dipped in the scent mm-hmm. and then put in a container or a little matchstick or, you know, it's very tiny, minuscule scents. Yeah. So it's really amazing to watch her find that stuff, mm-hmm. and she always does. Yeah. Well, I would say 98% of the time she does. Yeah. Yeah, whenever uh, we, I have a bench that I sit on um, in my studio and then there's chairs that clients sit on like across the room. And whenever a dog comes over and starts like digging or sniffing under the bench, I know there's something there. Like they're mm-hmm. not doing it 
<laughs> right. Because there's no ball underneath there or mm-hmm. toy or treat that bounced underneath there or whatever. I'm like, I believe you mm-hmm. for sure. Um, you know, dogs can smell cancer cells. I've heard that. They can smell, I mean, find missing people. Mm-hmm. They can, they're used a lot in conservation. They can find, um, poop of certain animals or certain species. I know turtles, they're box turtles or something. Hmm. Um, you can train a dog really to pretty much find anything that has a, as long as we know what the, what the chemical is, mm-hmm. you can train the dog just as well. You know, if you train her to search for uh, anise scent or mm-hmm. is it the scent of uh, an explosive or a drug or right. illegal produce or, um, an individual who's missing, mm-hmm. um, they can smell things that are underwater because there's a tiny bit of that. oil that will come up to the surface and lay and um, sit on the surface. Hmm. So when you see dogs sniffing on a boat, uh, you know it's it's oh, nuts. Yeah, huh. and I've done some uh, not just nose work shows, but um, some various shows over the years about dog sense of smell. I mean, you're like, oh, it's a little nerdy. I'm like, you're in the right place. <laughs> 460 something episodes of like, <laughs> let's let's talk about this canine science and different nonprofits and all that stuff. But there's a lot there in scent. Alexandra Horowitz. She's she focuses her research. She's a canine scientist on sense of smell. And she's one of my favorite um, interviews. I've interviewed her twice. She's great. And her work is so fascinating. She's a great writer. Yeah. Check that out. Check her out. Alexandra Horowitz. Being a Dog and Inside of a Dog are her two books. Um, I just ran an interview with um, uh, another canine canine scientist, Dr. Gadbois. He does stuff on um, sense of smell. There's a lot of research that's being done specifically about dogs and sense of smell. So lots there for sure. And it's so fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. And also like physiologically how it works. Dogs' skulls are um, have a lot more like sinus cavity because mm-hmm. there's more space in the dog's head devoted to scent versus us. Because huh. it, it takes space um, for, you know, to be able to, you know, sniff in the air and then mm-hmm. have the air be analyzed right and have all that whatever goes on that's kind of where my knowledge stops mm-hmm. um uh all the risks there's have however many million or billion more receptors for a scent that deliver the information to the brain the part of the brain that analyzes scent in dogs is 40 times larger than the part of the brain in humans that analyzes scent wow and our brains are much bigger than dog brains uh-huh. all this stuff so interesting and you know when when i'm working doing the work with Erica, she'll talk about the direction of the scent in the room where she's placed the hides. And so it's really fascinating to watch that So let's actually hold that thought and let's take a quick break. And um, that is something that I also find really interesting about learning to work with dogs in scent work is that you learn how scent behaves Mm -hmm. in air Mm-hmm. which you wouldn't necessarily, and it's not just all everywhere all the time, right? Right. Uh, so let's take a quick break. Uh, we're going to come back and talk with my client over the years, Lori, and um, about her dog, Maddie, who's a seven-year-old cattle dog mix, maybe German Shepherd Lab. 
Um, it definitely seems like she's got some cattle dog in her. And um, and then you've also got some questions about some other um, curious behaviors that Maddie does. <laughs> well, well, we're here. Well, yeah. <laughs> so we'll get to those, too, when we get back. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Looking for an easy way to give your dog's food a boost in nutrition? Or maybe your dog has a sensitive digestive tract, itchy skin, or is just a picky eater. We've had such great success feeding St. John Creamery raw goat's milk to our pack, and I recommend it to my clients all the time. You can get raw goat's milk for your dog all over the country. But if you live in Western Washington, be sure it's St. John Creamery you reach for in the freezer section of your local independent pet supply store. You can also pick up your milk at drop locations around the area. Visit stjohncreamery.com to learn more. That's stjohncreamery.com. Your dogs will love you for it. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Dr. Nels Rasmussen, we cover the world of animals. This week, February 4th, it's Shelter Rescue Sanctuary and anything that helps our Animal Friends Sunday. We'll definitely check on our most in need of support local rescue, Missy's Rescue and Animal Talk in Lake City, then as many others as we have time for. Plus, we'll chat with the Ananda Institute of Living Yoga about upcoming events and classes. On Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Next week on Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair, psychotherapist Dr. Daphne DeMarneff explores how we can grow as individuals through the pulls and pushes of long-term relationships in the rough patch, marriage, and the art of living together. And former Sherpa guide turned businesswoman and venture capitalist Abigail Diaz-Wan shares how to master the art of pivoting gracefully through life with How Me Found I. Join us Mondays at New Pacific Pacific time Fridays at 6 a.m. and chat with Vicky on Twitter at Vicky St. Clair. See conversationslive.net for more than 500 podcasts. Eric, people ask me to help them with all sorts of doggy challenges. I can only imagine. Oh yeah, dogs jumping on guests, new puppy questions, behavioral challenges like fear and aggression, even dog food sensitivities. You name it and I've probably worked with it. But can you help people even if they don't live in Seattle? Absolutely. I've had great success with phone consultations and have even Skyped with people and their dogs from all over the country. Every dog should be approached as a unique individual. I've talked about this over and over again on the show. That's one of the parts of working with dog training and behavior that I love the most. Every client is different. If you're listening and you need help with your dog, just get in touch. I'd love to get you pointed in the right direction and answer all of your questions. Email me host at dogradioshow.com. That's me, Julie Forbes, host at dogradioshow.com. I look forward to connecting. Wait, dogs can use Skype? We're really living in the future. (laughs) Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. And now, back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. I've got the heart of a dog. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. We're back talking with my client, Lori, who I've met with a few times over the years, and she's been really great about just sending me an email here here and there. Hey, <laughs> this is what we're doing. Just want to let you know, blah, blah, blah. And then when you've had a question, we've uh, you know set up a time to get together, and you are now all 
plugged into doing uh, nose work classes with Maddie, and you've really kind of taken that and run with it, mm-hmm. which is great. I did just want to say I was uh, at the beginning of the show talking about last week and our uh, little cat, one of our dogs, our female cattle dog, who was in the ER with an infection and that today's her birthday and that she was um, right now getting a follow-up ultrasound to see if the infection had um, created like a deep abscess or something that would need, unfortunately, to have, uh, she would have to have surgery in order to pull the infection out. No surgery. Yay. Just got the text from Darcy. Hmm. That's awesome. Best birthday present a cattle dog could get. (laughs) Which is so great. She doesn't have to go through that. So mm-hmm. we're psyched. All right. Now, <clears throat> before break, you mentioned another um, aspect of nose work that I've always found to be super fascinating when we've taken nose work classes. And we've taken all of our dogs through nose work classes. Oh, you have? Yeah. I didn't realize that. All five of them. <laughs> um, and they do all have different styles. Mm-hmm. Our little dachshund, who's now almost 16, um, Telly, who I was just talking about. Darcy actually took her through a truffle uh, oh, class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've never actually taken her out to go and actually try to find them, but she did great in the class. And uh, Levi and the, the labs. And, and we have been to classes with Erica Wells, mm-hmm. which is who you're seeing in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And then we also, and first... Um, back in the day, our first nose work was with Miriam Rose, who I've talked with on the show, who's a n- nose work instructor as well. So anyway, scent itself mm-hmm. is a thing. And how it moves in the environment and sort of can... So so share, because you mentioned that you've learned a lot about that in doing your nose work and especially, you know, progressing to the point to where you are with her. Mm-hmm. So share a little bit about about that, like what you've learned. And Well, and I'm still learning this myself, yeah. but I found myself last night thinking about the scent when I had done some hides with her. So when I'm going to the group sessions with Erica and she'll, there's a, a space that we all meet. It's an indoor space. I haven't done the outdoor with her yet, but mm-hmm. maybe this summer I will. Um, but she will talk about where a hide is and how the, there, sometimes there's a fan in that room, not on purpose, but just happens to be yeah. or where uh, the trainer or the human is standing can sometimes block the scent. So mm-hmm. she, I, I've gotten to learn a little bit from Erica about how the scent is moving in the room. Mm-hmm. And then when she describes that, you can watch the dog um, in that sort of routine. So last night I was watching Maddie. I'd put a scent in a particular location and I thought, oh, the scent's probably moving this way, which is why she isn't getting it. So I moved my body a little bit. So it was just kind of a fun thing to observe. I never would have occurred to me yeah, um, how that can be affected. Yeah, especially when you get into a precision scent detection. Mm-hmm. You're not just like, oh, are you making chocolate chip cookies? Because exactly. I can smell it because I walked in the room, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's but a, it's, yeah. you're real, it, it, this is really more um, sophisticated scent detection. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get into more of a sophisticated understanding of how scent does behave. I've heard that it... Um, I heard it described that it can sort of move like in tentacles almost and you, uh, and I don't know if that was literally or figuratively, but, um, I have seen where like a dog will walk by the hide Mm -hmm. and then it almost is like the scent grabs their nose and pulls them back Mm -hmm. 
to where it is. Yeah. Uh, Erica will call that a head snap sometimes. Yeah. And it is fun to watch. Yeah. Um, like, she's whoa. She's just going along and just turns right around. And then yeah. goes right to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not like a, well, sometimes it can be like, wait a minute. And then it's a sort of general, but I've seen it where it does feel like a tentacle that came and grabbed the nose mm-hmm. and pulled it right to the scent. Yeah. It's fun to watch. And then something about it, like it can cascade down the back of um, like a chair or mm-hmm. something like that. It can pool in exactly. certain places. You know, it's like, what? You just wouldn't even think about mm-hmm. that, right? No. Though dogs must just be, they're like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> the other thing that's interesting about sense of smell is that they, so yes, dogs have this amazing sense of smell. And I think I was talking about this with Alexander Horowitz in one of our interviews um, that dogs n- need to be focusing on their sense of smell, sniffing, mm-hmm. to uh, be able to detect scent. It's not just like the dog walks in the room and they're like, hey, there's a bomb over Like, Right, right. So one, knowing what specifically to look for or that there's a reason to pay attention to it and certainly let you know about it. Mm-hmm. But that it's a focus thing and that that is a lot of times in the first stages of nose work where it's just real easy and you're using the boxes and all that. It's just teaching the dog how to focus their mind through their sense of smell. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, I get it. And then it's like you're off and running. Well, and I know I've alluded to this before, but even in that first session with you, I was astounded by her focus suddenly changing and yeah. that constant sniffing and checking. Yeah. She's she's very focused, but sometimes on the wrong things. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fun to see her so absorbed. So let's talk about her focus on sometimes less desirable things <laughs> in, in your life. But that is the focus piece of it. When I say burn mental energy, that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like she has something to figure out. Mm-hmm. A problem to solve, something to focus her mind on. And the way that that burns energy is grounding, Mm -hmm. generally speaking, calming and grounding because it's it's not a frenetic way of burning energy. Right. Um, It's a very focused way. And so it it sort of has this really centering Mm -hmm. effect on it in addition to just getting the energy out. But Mm -hmm. it's done in a way that's very grounded and grounding. Right. So that's why, so, I mean, I noticed this, you noticed this, I've seen this literally with thousands of dogs now Mm -hmm. over the years where they are just like, after training in general, certainly nose work, but we maybe, you know, are working on this or that or whatever, but you're engaging their brain in a certain way and they're like, oh, and then they're so much calmer Mm -hmm. and more, more grounded. There's like a peacefulness to it. So Miss Maddie has got a lot going on. And she does this thing where um, when you get home, Mm -hmm. she will find something to steal. Yes, even if there are other people home. It's not like she's been, you know, cooped up or kenneled or crated or anything. Although she does have to be crated when I leave because she's so mischievous. But um, she will immediately grab something, someone's shoe or a piece of mail or whatever and start running because she wants me to chase her. I mean, it's not just when I get home. When she's bored, I will stand and watch the wheels figuratively turn in her brain. About, yeah. She's trying to figure out what should she steal. Yeah. 
there's that mental energy mm-hmm. going side, you know, in like a way mm-hmm. that if it's up to the dog, it's pretty much never desirable. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And you know what? And I kind of don't mind it. She's only destroyed a pair of glasses of someone one time. But it's a little annoying sometimes. Right. Well, we can at least talk about mm-hmm. it. Whether you decide to do anything about it is <laughs> totally up to you. But stealing stuff is is a challenge for a lot of people with their dog. Mm-hmm. And it can be less sort of ambiguously. Well, it's a little annoying sometimes, but it's also kind of cute. So in some cases, it's a real problem, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so in her case, she does it when you get home or when she's bored. So exactly. now the when, what percentage of the time when you get home does she do it? I'd say 100% of the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's a thing it's a mm-hmm. thing it's that a she, thing does. she does. It's a thing she does. And she it's like mom's home, mom's home. Mm-hmm. Uh and then she's looking around and then it's something Now is it ever something that she's supposed to have like a toy no. of hers? No. It's always someone's shoe. Someone's or, shoe. Or often someone's shoe. Okay. Or a dog poop bag that she can reach that's laying around. Or, okay. Yeah. And then what happens if you ignore her? Uh, she keeps running around with it until I actually, I don't think I ever really successfully ignore her. I usually end so, up chasing yeah. her. Ignoring is like, oh, that's a great, you know, that'd be great if that worked. I can't tell you how many times that that's, um, you know, I have people who have worked with other trainers about certain things and there's no regulation or there's very little regulation to this industry. And every dog is so different. So something that might work for one dog isn't going to work for the next or whatever. So they're like, well, I was just told to ignore it by the last trainer. And it's like, well, you kind of can't do that for everything, you know? Yeah, because she has chewed on shoes right. when I've ignored her or right. socks okay. and wrecked them. Right. So, so you don't you mm-hmm. don't want the thing to be destroyed or you don't want the dog to eat something that could be potentially dangerous or like in the case right. of barking, you know, okay, oh yeah, yeah, I'll just ignore it and then the dog keeps barking and keeps barking and then you're, you know, like what do I mean, I can't just stay in the house and have this dog barking. She barks too, doesn't she? She is the loudest barker <laughs> I have ever yeah. lived with. Okay, so she does it because so she gets excited or sometimes she's bored. So mm-hmm. I think the two different reasons why she does it are a little bit different. Um, one, when you get home versus two, you've been home and then she's just bored. And then you can see she's starting to think naughty mm-hmm. thoughts. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little bit different there. But there's a there's a couple different ways to kind of um, analyze this to figure out. Why is she doing it? Mm-hmm. So one way to figure out a solution to something, you first want to make sure that you're understanding the behavior and why the dog is doing it right. so then you can ch- change things around. Mm-hmm. She's doing it because it works for her. It does work for her. Right. So she mm-hmm. ends up getting you e- most of the time, even if it was just some of the time, Chasing her. Mm -hmm. That is, so you guys, chasing is the most fun. (laughs) You, a dog has stolen something and you play chase with them. You got to be careful because you can, 
you can create a monster with it. Mm-hmm. And if your dog has grabbed something or, you know, you have a puppy, let's say, and you're kind of just getting to know the dog or maybe you're new to dogs, this is your first dog or whatever, and they've they've taken something like don't go, don't get into a game of chase with them because they will remember it forever. Really? It really, yeah, right? <laughs> Seven years later. Yes, you know, exactly. It is the most fun. And if you do it like once, they're like, oh, okay. I <laughs> like, we're doing this again for sure, right? Yeah. So one of the things is that we don't, we want to not reinforce the behavior. Um, there's a couple different ways that you could get at this. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so if she steals stuff when she's bored, don't let her get bored. Well, that's that's nice, but life is life, and life mm-hmm. can, you know, get crazy, and you don't always have the time or energy or discipline or whatever mm-hmm. to get her fully tired every day so that she's never doing anything wrong because she's just living in a, a dream world <laughs> ideal situation, right? Right. But for the sake of the conversation, that would be one thing to make sure that you're being responsible for. Is it, you know, oh, we didn't do anything today mm-hmm. and I had a long day at work or whatever. And now you can expect that, you know, is is there a predictability to that where if she's had less stimulation, she's going to be more naughty. Mm-hmm. Usually that's the case. Exactly. So have her get more stimulation, maybe. Um, that would be one thing. Second would be. What if you actually just adjusted things a little bit and had her go and get something that, like, actually trained her to do what she is offering already, but you did it with um, – some object that's not like a shoe or something that you're worried about. I like that idea. So, because she does it every time you get home. Mm-hmm, so does. that's like your routine. Mm-hmm. So can you put something else in place so that she's has an outlet for her excitement? I like that idea. And yeah. But it's not stealing a shoe or a poop mm-hmm, bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I the mail. Right. She does do that. So now is she in, um, is she crated when you're, when you get home, is she often in a crate or is sometimes when you get home and she's loose? She's often, there's someone home and I get home cause I have a pretty long commute. Okay. Um, so whether it's crate, I mean, usually when she's crated, when I get home, she, I take her right outside. Yeah. So she doesn't really have an opportunity to steal. So it's actually when she's been home lying on the bed hanging out, and I walk in the door is when her stealing gets ignited. Okay. Yeah. So when you walk in the door, does she come over and wiggle, wiggle, and hi, 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 and then go steal, or exactly. does she just go right to stealing? Um, it's probably 50-50 okay. now that you, you ask that question. So what, I, what you could do is reinforce something else. Mm-hmm. Um, have some treats in the car that mm-hmm. you just keep in the car. You grab one. Mm-hmm. Come in the door. She comes over to you. Mm-hmm. Hi, good girl. Give her the treat. Mm-hmm. So then you're reinforcing her coming over to you. Yeah. And then you could initiate, you know, maybe you have a, a 
a special toy that you also maybe take with you. Mm -hmm. So oh. set yourself up for success. Okay. So it's not just a round. Uh -huh. But here's that special toy, and I'm home, and let's celebrate. Go get it. And then you toss the toy, and she goes and gets it. And then you could do, you know, you could get real creative with what goes on after that. I like that idea. That sounds like fun, actually. Yeah. Like, okay. Sally, yay, I know. Mm -hmm. It's so great. Mm -hmm. I'm home. <laughs> Let's celebrate, but don't be taking my shoe because uh -huh. I, you know, I don't want that to get ruined. Exactly. I'll, I'll give that a try. That sounds really positive. Um, so I'm just trying to think of, like, other, so thing, like, anything, really, anything that you just do when you get home now. Mm -hmm. But I think... Um, having it be related to her having something in her mouth. Mm -hmm. Ideally, um, if it was, even if she, if there was some way to set up, and I'm, I'm not, um, unless you had like Shannon plant something or, you know, I'm not sure how this would work, but mm -hmm. imagine if like that special plush toy or something that mm -hmm. was just your I'm home, let's celebrate mm -hmm. object um, was something that she had to go find. Yeah, that would be nice. Or or when you come in the door and she comes to you and you give her a treat and then maybe you take her over to a rug and tell her to wait and then go hide the toy and then she has to go find it. So then you're still engaging the mm -hmm. seeking part of it mm -hmm. too because she's going and finding something. It's true. But if you could just make that specific but then also still have her f go get something mm -hmm. rather than just handing it to her. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. Could try that. Yeah. Um, lot, a really kind of endless. Mm -hmm. so, oh, I know we could do this. Or as you're kind of thinking about it. Oh, hey, you know, what if I do this? And then you could just try it. Yeah, that would be really fun. I um, think focusing on reinforcing, um, reinforcing what you want in the situation where you are um, coming home. Mm-hmm. She's excited. You're coming home. You kind of like that. She. It's kind of a cute thing yeah, that I she mean, does. If only everyone was that excited. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, you know, you're not trying to like, you know, no, you, you know, don't do that. Right. Right. Another option would be, and this this maybe is the case for if she's getting bored or you know just kind of you're home with her and. She's doing this on her own and it's not the coming in situation. Mm -hmm. You know, there is a, a possible way to get at this of just having there be a consequence for stealing the shoe. So you're home and she's just, mm -hmm. you know, thinking naughty thoughts mm -hmm. on her own and then goes and grabs the shoe and is like, ha ha, I've got this mm -hmm. and you have to chase me now and blah, blah, blah. What you could do is just have there be something that happens as a result of that. Like, have you ever tried to squirt bottle with her with water? Uh, I have. I've done that one during feeding time to make her stop barking. Okay. So she is responsive to that. Okay. So if you're just like, listen. You know, sometimes there's just place mm -hmm. for a boundary. Mm -hmm. Like, that doesn't work well for you. Right. You're not right. going to get me to chase you. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't take that thing in your mouth. It's not yours. Mm-hmm. And so when you grab that thing, thinking that I'm going to chase you and it's going to be ha, 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 neener, 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 mm -hmm. actually you're getting squirted with water. Yep, that's, yeah, well, that's. 
and she then would she, respond to that. Oh, she was like, well, pff, forget that. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to do that. That didn't work for me. Right. She'll so, go back to reading her math books. Exactly. Math. Exactly. <laughs> writing poems or doing puzzles. <laughs> um, then what you might do after, you know, just let some minutes pass. Maybe then you're like, OK, you're bored. But we don't want her to attach stealing something with you initiate with like as a way to initiate you doing nose work with her or right okay like you've got super pent up energy Mm -hmm. which brings me back to the first thing I said about this would be to just get that energy out you Mm -hmm. know have her not be bored Mm -hmm. now is this like a predictable thing like um you know it's it'll be on those days where you haven't done much with her oh absolutely although you know, I mean, because I leave in the morning, come home, and that's when that behavior happens. So I really even haven't had a chance to do anything with her. Not the stuff where the initial, I've got something, oh, but oh. more, so not the greeting one. Because okay. the greeting one, we already know, yeah. we're kind of, we're going to kind of more take a, an approach of redirecting in mm-hmm. a positive direction mm-hmm. rather than using like a squirt bottle. I mean, you could. But I don't want to do that when I first get home. But you know, yeah, you're talking about the other times, right? Yeah, no, it's absolutely when she hasn't been doing much. Okay, mm-hmm. so you know, it's up to you. That answers that question, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. just knowing. I mean, mm-hmm. knowing. Okay, well, um, don't have those days happen mm-hmm. as best you can. Right. But sometimes, it, sometimes they do. You know, or you're sick, or you know, mm-hmm. or something. You have get long day at work, or whatever. Right. Right. Um. But it's also okay to set boundaries and, and set limits. Right. We just want to be super sensitive to the dog and making sure that it's appropriate. And so that's why it kind of feels like more of something for when she's just randomly um, stealing something rather than this, you know, you've come home celebration. I think if we actually focus on what you want mm-hmm. and um, not so much focus on the correction as the solution. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. I'll give those a shot. I'll be curious, and I know that you will. Um, <laughs> let me know, like what you come up with, mm-hmm. and uh, what she does, and even if you want to, like, once you get something figured out, even if you take a video of it or something, okay. yeah, and then we could share it that to our Facebook fun. page if that's okay with you. Sure, um, but I would at least love to see that. She's so cute. So, um, I told you the time would fly, and huh? You did, and it did. Yeah. People are always like, an hour show? What do you talk about? <laughs> like, we're getting close to 500 episodes, which is going to be a really fun party. Hmm. I What are we, under a year now? I think we're, I think we're under a year. The, the countdown has begun to 500 episodes. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, you know, it's Valentine's Day is coming up, and next week I'm going to be talking with the founder of a new dating app for dog lovers so they've got dating sites for this type you know or the older the older people or you know christian mingle for people who want just you know and now there's a dating app for dog lovers which i think is pretty smart because right Mm -hmm. i feel like if you don't get along well with my dog exactly guess who's staying Mm -hmm. not you So we'll be talking about that next week, among other things. Uh, thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Lori, for your time. Oh, it's been fun. Thank Give you. Maddie some loving from us when you get home. I will. And keep me posted. I will. And we'll be back next week live at 2 p.m. here on Alternative Talk AM 1150.
You've been listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Never miss another episode. Listen to our podcast online at dogradioshow.com or download them for free on iTunes or SoundCloud.